Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's Attacking Third podcast episode, it's presented by Sonos Beam, the premium smart soundbar for TVs, movies, music, sports, gaming, and more. Stay tuned for additional details about the Sonos Beam in today's show. On this episode, we have a semi-final preview for everyone. It's O.L. Reign versus Washington Spirit, Portland Thorns FC taking on Chicago Red Stars. But first, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can also head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe so that you never miss a new video, interview, or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights. Visit YouTube.com slash Attacking Third and hit subscribe. Lisa, are you ready to talk about some semifinal action? We're both matching today in our burgundy shirt and sweater. I love that. We didn't even plan it. Are you sure we didn't plan it, Sandra? We maybe right. did. No, we didn't plan it. We we're just like twin telepathy over here. We jump on the call together and bam, matching. Um, yeah, I'm pumped to talk about these semifinals. I'm actually pretty happy that we're matching. So maybe our picks will be on on par with each other. You never know, though. I don't know who you're going to pick this weekend to go through to the final. But I think that's part of what makes these semifinals so exciting because, yes, it's playoffs. And, yes, these teams are really hyped to keep moving on. But whoever wins it's NWSL championship time. That's how close we are. We can taste it. We can smell the the trophy sh- being shined. Um, yeah, so I'm pumped about this. Excited to get into it and hear your picks, frankly. I'm excited to hear your picks too because I think, you know, once, once you get down to this point, right, Final Four, and it just sort of has that feeling of like who is going to take it, especially just after the regular season that we all bear uh, witness to, uh, I'm excited. Um, to get into it, and uh, yeah, hopefully our matches do uh, our picks are, do match like our our clothing today. I think that's always uh, <laughs> fun. It's all of the episodes that we've done together where we're just like becoming like we're like, we're doing the mind one. That's what it is. Uh, let's hit everybody with the playoff plug because again, these are the playoff episodes. This is the playoff preview. The playoffs continue with the semifinals on Sunday, November fourteenth. Both games are airing on CBS Sports Network. Lisa and I will be giving you live recaps following the second match on Sunday. So stay tuned for more information on that, please. Again, we plugged you with the Twitter, so I'm going to plug it again. Please follow us on social media. You'll have a better shot of joining us live because these games, Lisa, as we saw in the quarterfinal round, 
unpredictable. We saw one of the matches go into extra time. So that is why we do not have a start time, but we will be available for live recaps of these games. So stay tuned for that. The championship will be taking place on November 20th at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky. Kickoff at 12 noon Eastern time. That will be airing on CBS and internationally on Twitch. Get your tickets if you can at nwslsoccer.com slash championship. Let's get into match one, Lisa. It is OL Rain hosting Washington Spirit on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. It is number two versus number three. Let's focus a little bit maybe on the visiting side before we get into the home side. Washington Spirit heading into the semifinal after a quarterfinal win over North Carolina Courage that went into extra time, a goalkeeping uh, battle that we saw head-to-head between Aubrey Bledsoe and Casey Murphy and Hatch the lone goal in extra time to give Washington Spirit the the breakthrough into the semifinal. But a little bit of a different scenario for them in this one. Uh, they're going to be on the road. They're the visiting side in this one. They're not the the home side. And uh, we had a lovely chat with Tegan McGrady, uh, defender outside back there for Washington Spirit, chatting a little bit about the the energy and the processes for the team uh, moving forward into this ahead of this semifinal. And she feels she said that everybody's in in good spirits. It feels like no no pun intended, but that the process <laughs> isn't changing too much from what they have done typically uh, week to week. So. Maybe let's get into some tactics a little bit mm-hmm. as they head into the onto the road. Oil rain play in Tacoma, Washington. Cheney Stadium. It's a baseball field. Let's call it what it is. It is a baseball diamond. Uh, maybe a bit of an advantage in, in in a number of different ways for for oil rain because on the oil rain side of things, we had a chat with Jess Fishlock about that. And while she definitely was a boss about it and said, "Hey, doesn't matter where we're playing. The other team's got to play there too." just happens to be here and we're familiar with it and we're ready to go. Um, but it's, it's the appropriate energy I think to have into this playoff. It's, it's just about at this point in the season, it really is just about the opposition um, in front of you, but I can't help but feel a little bit, Lisa, like maybe that is going to be a bit of an advantage for all rain versus the spirit. What, what is your take on the spirit? For this one? So is that just a gut feeling you have? I'm just curious. It's 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 gut, and it's a little okay. bit of what we've seen, honestly. Yeah, I really no, no, valid. Janie Stadium has sort of become a bit of a fortress. They for have, it has. Laura it Harvey has. and and Oral and, the, and that squad have really made it a, a, a difficult place to pick up a result against them. So I'm wondering if if the spirit have maybe changed up some things in their preparation for that for the the more maybe narrow dimensions and and stuff like that. It has uh, the field dimensions and playing at home and, and surrounded by your own environment is most often more than not in favor of the home team. It just honestly is. Now, uh, we try to not take too much of the regular season into play because postseason is so different. The emotions are different. The tension is different. Players um, working and rhythm and consistency is just different. Now, however, during this regular season, Rain and Spirit played two times at Cheney's Cheney Stadium, the home for OL Rain, and the Rain lost both times. Washington Spirit was able to win both of those games. The first one coming early in the season, May 30th, um, Washington won 1-0, actually on an own goal throughout that match. So take that as you will. Remember all those own goals early in the regular season. Um, and then October 16th was the last time they played at Cheney Stadium, and Washington won two to nil goals from Ashley Hatch and Taylor Elmer. 
So that's interesting that Washington has gone there and they've won twice. Um, but that's, I don't think we can take too much of that. It's take it with a grain of salt as you head into these playoffs because rain also had a really tough start to their season. And May 30th, when the first time these two teams met, um, Rain was off to a pretty rocky start. They went two wins, one draw, and five losses in their first eight games. Since those eight games, they've gone 10 wins, two ties, and three losses. So they've really turned things around, uh, which we did talk to Jess Fishlock about turning things around and how OL Rain has come so, so far. And one of the things that I found most interesting is that she touched on how much talent OL Rain has, how much individual talent between all of their attacking players. I mean, frankly, you just go down their roster and you're like, wow, that's a stud, star, stud. Megan Rapino, Jess Fishlock, Rose Lavelle, Quinn, uh, Eugenie Le Sommer. It's nonstop. But as Jess Fishlock told us, you can't just have all these star power players and throw them on the field. It's not going to work. The league, the NWSL is too good and too competitive to do that. So it took some time for OL Reign to find those pieces. It took Laura Harvey coming in and really ironing out a lot of the wrinkles that they were facing um, and kind of coming into their own and coming into play. So this matchup, I am extremely, extremely excited for because OL Reign is at the peak. They are hitting their stride and hitting their peak performance at the exact right time of the season in these last two or three weeks. And now as they come off of a bye week and into the playoffs for the semifinals, I imagine this will be one of their best games of the season. That also being said, Washington Spirit, they're on a bit of a streak of themselves. Three straight shutouts for Aubrey Bledsoe. And as you mentioned, um, in the Spirit's last match against the Courage, it was a huge goalkeeper battle. I imagine Aubrey Bledsoe is a little tired. Having to make all those saves and, and stay on top of the ball that frequently and stay that mentally engaged throughout the 90, well, 90 plus minutes it went into double overtime is exhausting. So... Well, Rain has that advantage coming off of a bye week and Washington Spirit has a big disadvantage coming off of a double overtime win and a game that was really tight and really, really back and forth. Um, just like some other factors that are being thrown into this match, the U.S. Women's National Team roster has been announced for the games happening late in November. Uh, there are a lot of new faces on that roster, which is very exciting. Um, Alana Cook, Sophia Huerta, Bethany Balser from OL Reign being called into this camp, Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez. These players all know that their names have been called. They're on the roster. They're getting the call up. That changes how they're going to play in this match because they know all eyes are on them, not just Vlako Andonofsky, but honestly, the rest of the country, maybe even the world, knowing that their potentials to be at the national level, they have to really uh, – that bar is high. It's a pretty high bar for them um, and a pretty high standard that they have to hit. And these players know that. So they want to come out and give their all. So that adds a little bit of uh, another dimension into this match. And even in, in the second semifinal match that we'll talk about Portland and Chicago, there are players that got called up that are looking to make a really big impact. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I stand from like the outside looking in at Portland, or excuse me, at OL Reign and Washington Spirit. Um, and Washington, they're on such a hot streak, five-game winning streak, 10-game unbeaten streak. Um, they're hot. They're feeling powerful. They're they're The players are in the right mindset of like, yeah, we got this. We're going to keep going. Ain't no mountain high enough like that they can just keep climbing. Um, and I really like that from, from the players we've talked to Aubrey Bledsoe last week and uh, Tegan McGrady this week, there's something in the water for Washington spirit. That's 
fun, fun to listen to them talk, talk about fun to watch them play. Um, so this is, this is going to be a really, really big matchup for me. And, and we know it is because this it's the semifinals, but it's tricky to determine the outcome of this one. No, I, I feel that 100 percent on, on on many parts that, that you're hitting on right now. I mean, that's maybe the other angle of it, too. Right. Um, Washington Spirit are in really good form right now. Yeah, they went in there. They went into extra time. So maybe there's like the the wondering about that. But they've had a week right mm-hmm. to, to prepare for this. An extra time with a week in front of you is not the, the and worst, they're all young. Right. The worst, yeah. That's not the worst <laughs> deal or worst hand that you can uh, be dealt. Right. And uh, then on the other side of that, you have the O.L. Reign who've got who did have that bye week. And we've heard Megan Rapino saying in some post game comment, we heard Jess Fishlock kind of echoes those things at a, at a certain age. You want that bye week. You want it and it's, and it's beneficial to you. Um, so maybe there's like the, the, the flip of the coin there with how that benefit works into play. Is that going to work into the spirit side of things where they are the fresher, more current and sort of maybe having the more consistent minutes heading into the semifinal versus all rain who maybe had some time off and had to take a break from the recent form that they obtained in the second half of their regular season, put a pause on it and then go into the semifinal. But I'm sure arguments can be made for the pros and cons on both of these things, which is what we're doing now which is what uh, why i think it's it's been so difficult for us to maybe um try to settle in on a pig we were you know we we content plan for you know attacking third and we chat a lot off mic when it comes to preparing these episodes and and it just sort of feels that way when it comes down to this final four particularly in this year in 2021 it's just kind of like which the the pendulum is swinging and we just really aren't too sure uh which way it's gonna go but maybe a couple more fun facts right lisa to help us narrow down our picks of course i mean you talked about these top four teams that are in they're ranked one through four um interesting that five and six gotham and north carolina they didn't make it through i think that's so fascinating that that never happens. And I love when things like that happen. Um, Just some other stats and numbers to kind of uh, appease the people that are into all the numbers. Um, Sometimes I think they're really fun. So Ashley Hatch for Washington Spirit, she was the golden boot winner. Uh, We are all very much aware of that. Congrats to her. Um, She has had goals in three of the last four games for Washington Spirit. Um, This season, when she won her, her golden boot race, she had 10 goals, four with her right foot, four with her left foot and two with her head. Wow, that's pretty even and that's pretty balanced. Good stuff, Ashley Hatch. Other side of the pitch in this match, uh, Bethany Balser. She finished tied for second in the Golden Boot race with nine goals on the season. Eight goals for Balser came in the run of play um, and from inside the box. All of her goals came from inside the box. So eight on the run of play, one off of a corner kick. So that's considered a set piece. Um, Eight of her nine goals for Bethany Balser were first-time shots, meaning that the ball came into her and she hit it one time, whether it's with her head or with her foot. She wasn't dribbling. She didn't take a touch first and set it up. First-time shots. That's really difficult to defend because you never know what the person's going to do. If they're going to take a touch, do a move, let it meg, not meg through them, or take a shot. So eight of her nine goals were first-time shots. Four were with her right foot and five were with her head. And we know that Bethany Balser scores all her goals with her head, five of them, um, over half of them. So just some fun numbers and some fun stats against two teams that know how to score goals. Um, 
and even Washington, they had 33 shots in their last match against North Carolina. So I'm expecting and hoping for almost a shootout in this one. I'm, I don't think we'll see it, but I think there'll be a lot of attack, a lot of um, creativity in the final third, because when you look at the attacks for both O.L. Reign and Washington, there's so many dynamic and creative players. Um, I want to see them shine. I want to see them kind of wiggle out of their box and try different things that they've been working on all season uh, and see if it works. See, throw stuff at the wall and, and really see what sticks. I'm with you on that. I'm I'm excited. Let's start. Let's start maybe leaning into some some picks a little bit, Lisa. I'm gonna allow you to go first and kick things off, and see who is going to advance to the NWSL Championship Final between OL Reign and Washington Spirit. Who do you got and why? I have Washington Spirit advancing. Um, thank you for letting me go first. I do like to do that sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, I have Spirit going there. You just have too much going for them. Too much momentum. Too much has happened off the pitch for them. And that's not to say it hasn't for almost every other team in this league and and especially OL Reign. They've had a lot of coaching changes and things. But for Washington Spirit, the fact that they've been able to rally around each other, lean on each other throughout this entire season, um, forfeit two games and still produce, I, I want them to go to the, the final. I want them to go to the championship. Um, and not just once, but also I think they will based on their performance that they've had, that they have weapons like Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, Aubrey Bledsoe in goal, um, even Sam Staub in the back line. They just have so many different threats on the field that are are not superstars, but they work together really, really well. Whereas OL Reign, they have a lot of superstars and there are moments when they're not all on the same page and they do a lot of things individually really well, but as a unit and as a full team, uh, 11 players, 90 plus minutes, I give it to Washington Spirit in this one. Who do you have, Sandra, going through to the final? I got to tell you, I went back and forth multiple times on this one. Just started thinking about the different scenarios and how things can come come down to it. Uh, knowing that these playoffs have uh, extra times and penalties uh, in the back pocket, if it comes down to it, if that needs to be the way to settle things out. But uh, I feel like maybe this one's actually going to end in regulation and uh, going back and forth, I, making the arguments for, for each team, I think is are pretty strong. Uh, but I think that uh, it's going to come down in this match to who is able to retain possession the most, who has the ball the most and what they are going to do with it, whether it's, you know, this Washington spirit side that we've seen sort of make some adjustments at times, but we have seen them play more possession style based and whether that stems all the way from the back with somebody like their goalkeeper and Aubrey Bledsoe, who has over an 80% success rate on her passes is really good in distribution herself. Um, we've seen that team, uh, your pick, uh, you know, maintain that possession. But on the other side of the ball, I think, you know, you've got some really good ball winners and, and somebody like a Jess Fishlock, somebody like Quinn, who uh, has been relentless for them, I think in, in recent, uh, in recent matches. And, um, if when we're looking at the attacks, I think we find maybe similar thread. There are attackers on each side of the pitch here that are able to kind of make you make you pay on a mistake if that ends up being the case. But I, I'm going to go with the home side in this one, Lisa. I think it's going to come down to the possession, and I think that Ol Rain has the more pieces that know what to do with that possession when when they have it. I don't know if this is going to be a lights out goal scoring affair. I just don't 
think that maybe it'll end end up in that. It hasn't been that. I don't type think of it season. will. It just hasn't been that type of season uh, for for really for really any team where it's going to be this sort of lights out kind of blowout thing. So if we do get a couple goals, that'll be exciting. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a more narrow score line, whether it's something like a, a two zero, a two one, or a one zero. Um, but I do believe that the home field advantage, Laura Harvey's ability to sort of make that something that is a uh, beneficial to OL Reign, uh, making it hard against uh, the opposition, especially having the prior film where Spirit came into Cheney Stadium and sort of took that away in, in, um, in the regular season matches. You got you to gotta say, this is what went wrong in these areas, and here's how we're going to capitalize on it. And this is not Laura Harvey's uh, first rodeo uh, with this franchise in a semifinal scenario. And I just think there are more pieces and more experience and more things kind of pushing in the favor a little bit of all right, and that's why I'm going to be going with them as well. I respect that. Honestly, this match, if you asked me maybe a month ago, right when we knew who the top teams were, before we knew standings, um, I, I would have said that OL Reign Washington could be the final, could be the championship. And the fact that we're getting it in the semifinals makes it that much more exciting and that much more unpredictable as to what's going to happen. Um, so I like that. I have Washington Spirit winning. You have OL Reign. May the odds be ever in your favor. I'll see you on Sunday. For sure. We're going to get into the next semifinal that is taking place. It's going to be Portland and Chicago. We're going to go into uh, some scenarios for each side, and then we're going to give our picks as well. But first, we are going to take a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Lisa. I told you earlier that I feel you in on uh, the Sonos beam, and now's that time. So it's semifinal time in the NWSL, and playoff competition is heating up, and so is my Sonos beam. I basically listen to it all day, whether I'm working or writing up about these playoffs or just doing random things around the house, like dishes that I sometimes leave in the sink. Uh, I have the beam on, and it's playing, and the sound system uses technology to form the acoustics of the room, and re it reverberates the sound. So basically, it just fits perfectly in my house. And then come the game time, I just easily switch my Sonos from playing music from Spotify to the TV directly. And then I'm watching NWSL matches and I can hear everything coming through on that Sonos beam. I also can use the Sonos app to toggle between figures and jump right into the pregame for matches. And I'm going to be watching the semifinals with the Sonos beam as well. And I know it's going to make the games that much more exciting. I just can't wait to see who goes to the NWSL championship 
for everyone, if you want to learn more, you can head on over to Sonos.com. Lisa, I know you're excited to use this for the semifinals. I most definitely am. You won't be at a game, so you'll be watching from home like me. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. And the games are staggered enough that we can watch them both and listen to the Sonos beam. Get all of the sound we need. Uh, we have one more game to get into. Let's start breaking it down. Uh, similar to O.O. Rain and Washington Spirit, there is another semifinal match that will be taking place on Sunday, November the 14th. Kickoff at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, CBS Sports Network. Hopefully you all can join us. Portland Thorns are the hosts in this one. Lisa, Chicago Red Stars headed on the road to take on Portland Thorns at Providence Park in Portland, Oregon. Not a, not a place, uh, history has been unkind to Chicago mm-hmm. in Portland, uh, whether it's been in a regular season fixtures, whether it's been in potential high level playoff scenarios. And uh, I'm curious if that's going to, you know, repeat itself uh, in this one. There's a, there's a lot to get into here. Similar things with uh, scenarios in which we were talking about previously with Owell rain and Washington spirit, uh, Chicago red stars. Let's maybe focus on them for, to start, uh, punch their ticket through to the semifinal with a 1-0 win in the quarterfinal over New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Doing it the way they've been doing it so far, Lisa. This this is a team that sort of uh, hit some really familiar form, some stronger form. They went into their quarterfinals off of three consecutive wins, all kind of in the same recipe with very narrow score lines and strong defensive shutouts. So one zero wins. And then they did the same thing in the quarterfinal. And now they're walking into the semifinal on four consecutive one zero wins into Portland. Um, so curious to see if this Chicago side is going to uh, make any adjustments, you know, considering the uh, challenge in, in front of them, they are, facing the number one team in the league, Lisa, a team that has pretty much majority of the regular season been in that number one position, Uh, even showing off their depth at times uh, during that Olympic stretch. uh, A lot of the younger core of players on this thorn side stepping up to maintain playoff position, number one status position more specifically. And even with a sort of late mid-season trade that saw the departure of longtime goalkeeper Adriana France to Kansas City current, having somebody like Bella Bixby just step up in net and be able to hold things down uh, back there along, you know, with the, the with the back line putting together their own uh, solid defensive performances. Um So in terms of what we could see between these two sides, Lisa, how do you think uh, this might might shake out? Oh, well, that's such a blanket statement, Sandra. I can't give it to you right away. We got to talk through it. Of course, of course. Um, It's a question, (laughs) not a statement. Portland, Chicago, they've played each other a number of times this season. Split results between the two meetings, May 16th. Uh, This was the very start of the season. If everyone can like quickly do a rewind and go back to this 5-0 match that Portland just dominated over Chicago, it was uh, that game that everyone's jaws kind of hit the ground and they were like, wait, 5 nothing in the NWSL. Uh, now they meet again in the semifinals of a match, and we know Chicago has come a long way defensively and in their attack. They're 
they're able to score a lot more goals now, like you mentioned, and and also keep Chucky Eggs on the scoreboard for their opponents, especially in the last few weeks. Um, so that's how these two teams started the season. 5-0 to Portland in that one. Um, Sinclair had a goal. Sophia Smith had a brace. Um, Tyler Lucy had a goal. I think Davidson for Chicago had an own yeah, goal. Own this, goal. This is like way back when where it all started. Um, and then most recently, September 26th, Chicago won this match 2-1. to one. Um, Kalia Watt and Rachel Hill had goals. And Christine Sinclair scored again, of course, one of the GOATs, Sinclair. Um, so that's just a little trip down memory lane for these two squads. Um, so much has changed from May until now with these teams. Uh, uh, something else that I touched on during the OL Reign conversation and Washington spirit us women's national team roster came out for the matches in late November and black Wandanowski has named a number of younger players. Um, a lot of them being in these playoff games and being in the semifinals. So that plays a factor into this because Bella Bigsby goalkeeper for Portland and Morgan Weaver called into the U S women's national team camps, um, a number of others as well, but these are newer, younger players that weren't in camp earlier even this year. Um, so that's something that plays a factor into the emotions of this game because Bella Bigsby now knows that eyes are on her, not only Vlako Andonovsky, but um, this country, the fan base for the U.S. women's national team, other women's national team players, and same goes for Morgan Weaver. It's now or never step up, perform, because, you know, you're you're already on that big stage being called into a national team camp. Um so those are factors that play into this match. Uh, Portland coming off of the bye week. I think they needed that. Honestly, they they hit a bit of a slow slump at the end of the regular season, just not producing and not churning out enough attack and enough offense that they needed. Um, some a bit of news, Sandra. Uh, it was announced today by Crystal Dunn that she is pregnant, which is huge. So exciting. So happy for them, for her and her husband. This is very, very exciting news for her. Um, but as it kind of just rolls right into our preview of this, Crystal Dunn opted out for U.S. Women's National Team appearances in October. Um, maybe this is why. She also didn't play for Portland's last game against North Carolina, and she only played 15 minutes the match prior on October 17th against Houston. So... She probably knew, had some conversations, and we're weaning down her minutes. Um, so she, for what we know, will probably not be playing on Sunday in this semifinal, which does change things a little bit for Portland and their midfield unit and how they can really attack that and, and go through without Crystal Dunn. And it's not to say it's never been done before. They do it, and they do a fine job with it. But that just means that other players really need to step up. And other players need to uh, kind of pick up the slack. Um, Angela Salem, Lindsay Horan in the midfield, even Rocky Rodriguez, we'll see her, Christine Sinclair. Uh, but really Morgan Weaver being one of those players that needs to get goals and needs to score for this Portland team. Um, just a, a few more notes on Portland as I'm just rattling through these. They're, they can't get stuck in their defensive end against a team like Chicago. So um, as Portland wins the ball defensively or Bella Bigsby has it and she looks to play feet and, and Portland looks to build out of the back, the defenders cannot get stuck with the ball at their feet. Chicago is too good and they're too quick at their high press and winning the ball back higher up the field. So for Portland, they need to get the ball to their defenders, quickly find midfielders and quickly find their forwards progressing the ball 
up the field and, and really starting the attack as soon as they win the ball back. You can't sleep on a team like Chicago. They're going to attack you. They have so much speed in their forwards. They know how to counter press and they know when to counter press, picking and choosing those moments. And Chicago and Rory Danes are very very good at that. Um, so it's my word to the wise for Portland. Play the ball quickly. Um, and, and for Chicago, they're coming off a win, a win that they needed. They have a little bit of momentum, four straight wins, just one loss in the last 10 matches, uh, 13 goals in their last 10 games. Those are some fun stats for Chicago, but they have to travel to Providence Park. There's a lot going into it, and and we've seen Chicago play last week um, against Gotham and and change things in the second half to get the go-ahead goal and then close it out defensively. Uh, we talked O.L. Reign in Washington. I think there'll be a lot of fun, creative attack. Maybe not lots of goal scoring, but lots of shots on goal, lots of movement around the 18-yard box. This game, I think it'll be much more defensive-minded between Chicago and Portland. I don't think that's an unfair take, but I would hate to see it come down to that just because of the attacking pieces that are present on both sides of the ball in this one. I mean, Mal Pugh getting her first playoff goal with Chicago and it ended up being the game winner. Uh, Kalia Watt still looking to get her name on the score sheet for the first time ever in an NWSL uh, playoff scenario. And then you've got the young players on the other side of the ball for Portland, whether it is a Morgan Weaver or Sophia Smith, uh, who have absolutely, uh, you know, wrecked havoc across the back lines in in, in the regular season against the uh, opposition. So I do, I'm in agreement with you in that I do believe that, yes, both defensive lines will have their work cut out for them in terms of both of those uh, attacks. Uh, but I'm just a little curious to, to maybe – how things will shake out in in that middle third. I mean, during that Gotham and Chicago game, there was maybe the assumption that uh, those two midfields would maybe sort of cancel each other out a little mm-hmm. bit, but it's kind of s- swung a little bit more in favor of, of Chicago's experience there and in, in getting things done uh, with Waldmo, uh, you know, winning the ball and leading to that, that, that goal for, for Pew. And I do wonder with the, ex- the experienced midfielders in, in this game for Portland and Chicago, if maybe that's, there's going to be a similar thread there. And I do think it was kind of perfect that, you know, for attacking third, you and I did get a chance to talk to, the midfielders, like really the MVP midfielders for their respective teams and, and Angela Salem for the Thorns and then Morgan Gutra for Chicago Red Stars. So just sort of hearing the two of them kind of echo similar <laughs> sentiments about the respective midfields. I, I do wonder if maybe you're, you know, if you are hitting the nail right on the head there and that it could come down to maybe the work of these defensive uh, back lines to sort of see, see things out. Um, because e- even with these two teams, right, historically, having been in the sort of top four of, of uh, what's considered like, you know, elite teams in, in the league, uh, teams that are have constantly been there year in, year out in that conversation, you know, Chicago and Portland have been those teams. Uh, but on these two teams, there are still a lot of players who are experiencing this environment for the first time so even though these have historically been teams that have been here before right that doesn't necessarily ring true for maybe some of the individual personnel that we're going to see on the pitch um so i'm excited to see uh big performances from for maybe those types of players uh, on both sides of the ball 
in this one, but we'll see how it shakes out. Lisa, I think we've got fun arguments for, for, for either side. You in first. Okay. You can go first this time. You can go first, Sandra. Who do you think's going to win between Portland thorns going against Chicago red stars? Who's going to make it to the NWSL final? I hate to do it, but I really do think it's going to be Portland thorns. I think Portland is going to be walking away the victors in this one. I do think similar to all rain, when you get into these semifinals, it has historically been these sort of narrow type of matches. I think there's only been really one time where uh, there was a semifinal that went into to some extra time. And that was not too long ago with, with rain FC and in North Carolina courage uh, needing some extra time to take care of things. And then, things just sort of blew ballooned out of the water. But that was the one time where the where the scoreline looked very, very big. And I'm just not sure that in this year, the finishing being how it has been, that's going to happen again. So I do think it's going to be another narrow battle. Uh, but I just believe that Portland, as compared to Chicago, has had more of the consistent form throughout the duration of the year. They are also going to have that home field advantage. Let's not act like it is not exist when you head into Providence Park. Even though oppositions are also equally motivated by that, we hear all the time from players in this league how much they love to go to Providence Park and silence the storm. Uh, but there is just something about that thorn side when they play and that pitch and they make it incredibly difficult to play against. Uh, they will be without Crystal Dunn. And uh, this is a wrestler team that has picked up a result against uh, Portland this year. Uh, but they have got Lindsay Horan uh, back into the mix of, of this stuff. So I just feel like there's going to be more that Chicago has to compete with than vice versa. And that's why I think Portland is going to come out the victors and find themselves in another championship final. Who do you got, Lisa? Same. I'm just going to say same. Yeah, I think that Portland will come out on top. It's It's something that is underlying. It's almost like the underneath the water for, for Portland thorns. That's the creating this little bit of a ripple effect. Um, and it's in the back of my mind that Portland thorns could become four time champions throughout this season. If they win the final, I know that I don't think Portland's focusing on that. And I don't think that they even like really are that aware yeah, of it. Winning, true. winning the challenge cup. It's a clean winning, sweep. If they do that. Yeah. Yes. Winning the Challenge Cup, winning the WICC, winning the regular season. Yes. Very, very possible. And they already won the Shield. So they've won three. They just need the fourth uh, to make it a clean sheet sweep. Um, so I'm paying attention to that. And because of that, and because of all of their consistent success that they've had this year, I think that they're just going to keep riding that wave. Um Big players show up in in big moments, and this is a big moment for Portland, a big time when they need a win. They're playing at home. I echo everything that you said. I'm going with Portland Thorns in this one. So so in my mind, I have a Portland-Washington final, and you, as of right now, has a have a Portland OL reign. You have a, a, yes, little, a little rivalry in the final. <laughs> Hey, I would I would love to see it. I'm not even trying to act like I wouldn't. I think that would make for great TV on CBS, uh, but we'll see 
how it shakes out, Lisa. Uh, one more thing that we have to get through really quickly. One of my favorite parts of the show is our Raising the Bar segment, which is sponsored by Sonos Being Raising the Bar. We highlight a player or two that have been elevating their game, and they need to continue to do so heading into the semifinals to take, to, take their team to the NWSL Championship. Lisa, we both got two players that we are going with. I'm going to let you go first in this one. Who are you picking for your Raising the Bar player? For raising the bar, I am picking Portland Thorns forward Morgan Weaver. Um, she is a player that has had a lot of ups and downs throughout this season. Uh, for the Thorns, we saw her starting lots of games and then not playing lots of games and then coming in off the bench. But for the last five matches for the Thorns, she started. She's proved her worth in the front line. She's proved that she can work really well alongside Sink, uh, Christine Sinclair, and Sophia Smith, and even Lindsay Horan in behind. Um, she's a player that can play the nine in the center forward position. She can also float out wide, send crosses in. She does a lot of the work defensively for Portland. As soon as they lose the ball, um, she's she's one of the players that can show up for Portland and honestly that needs to show up for Portland in this match. Uh, she's also one of the players that got called up to the U.S. Women's National Team matches in Australia in late November. Um, I think that's going to give her a bit of a confidence boost that she needed heading into the semifinals. Um, maybe a goal. I would love to see a goal from Morgan Weaver in the semifinal match against Chicago. The game-winning goal from Weaver, but that is my player uh, for raising the bar, Morgan Weaver of Portland Thorns. Right on. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be going with with all rain. I'm gonna go with one of the teams that I had my picks, and I am gonna be going with Canadian international and midfielder for all rain Quinn. I think that they've been doing a phenomenal uh, job for this team over the duration of the time that they've spent with them. I know that Quinn was a part uh, one of the Canadians that participated during that Olympic stretch of games. So maybe there's that perspective there, and that uh, they are someone who was not with the team the entire time. But let me tell you, their return to this team has been absolutely noticeable. Their work right in the midfield is relentless, a disruptor on the ball, a ball winner, someone who has the ability to, to break lines, you know, when needed. And the recovery rate for this player, unbelievable, has absolutely been the type of player to get in there and say, okay, you don't got it. I'm going to get it for you. And I just think that Quinn, they've been doing a really great job in terms of uh, looking at all of these very strong individual pieces for all rain. Uh, when you're looking at players like uh, Jennifer Marozan or Jess Fishlock, you know, that midfield can get crowded, but Quinn has absolutely been finding a way to stand out alongside and both with them. So that is why I'm going with them for my raising the bar player. So, with that, we are going to conclude. Quick playoff plug. Again, we need you to join us. Playoffs continue. Semifinals on Sunday, November 14th. Both matches on CBS Sports Network. All Rain versus Washington Spirit. It's number one versus number three at 3 p.m. Eastern. Portland Thorns versus Chicago Red Stars. Number one versus number four. You can catch all the action again on CBS Sports Network. Kicks off, kickoffs happening at 3 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Eastern. The winners of these matches will go on to compete in the NWSL Championship, which will take place on November 20th at Lynn Family Stadium in Louisville, Kentucky. Kickoff at 12 noon Eastern. It will air on CBS and internationally on Twitch. You can get your tickets at nwslsoccer.com slash championship. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Lisa and I will answer it uh, on our mailbag segment. So head on over, leave us a five-star review with a question so that we can answer it. We're also available as video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attacking third. And we will be back Sunday night with a live semifinal recap of the matches to discuss who is moving on to the NWSL championship. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was attacking third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.